Doug Green, DJ Jarvis are here. The two creators, or two of them anyway, for for fantasy's sake. Welcome to For Fantasy Sake. We're presented today by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill and the Corner Tap in Rock Island. It is one-hit wonder day, boy, so that's clear why Doug's not here. He was a one-hit wonder last week. Uh, I am joined. I'm DJ Call Me Maybe Jarvis. I'm joined today by Chris Take On Me Steel and Nick Tainted Love. What are you doing today, boys? We're doing all right. Come on, Eileen. DJ, you can't give other people their nicknames. You got to just throw it to us and we'll come up with something lame on the spot. If you just make up lame nicknames for us, it's not even cool. <laughs> We've got a full slate today, guys. Uh, Chris, nobody's ever accused me of being cool. Uh, we've got a full slate, of, a couple of games for us to play today. Um, throw out some some uh, fantasy football knowledge. Um Obviously, we're going to have a little fun. Probably make fun of me. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be going to be a good week uh, today. I did our first game today. It's going to be our old classic fantasy football Tinder. I did learn a little bit about Tinder in the last couple of weeks. I know that if we're not sure about something, we're going to swipe right. We're going to leave it in in message purgatory until we decide if we actually like what we swipe right on. Uh, swiping left is a hard no. Um, I guess if you close the app out, the person just keeps coming back up. So uh, that doesn't quite work unless you're just not going to stay on. I mean, I guess if you're going to close out Tinder and then not check it again for the next week, I guess then you could leave the person in purgatory. So that's all I do know. That's, you know, I, I spent the last week studying, figuring out, you know, asking different people how to use Tinder because I, Obviously, you know, as we discussed two weeks ago and you guys discussed last week, none of us know anything about Tinder. So, so yeah, swipe right it's... if we are to be determined, you're saying. Yeah, and then we can, you can, if it's a to be determined, you'll be like, I'm going to swipe right. But if we match, I'm probably not going to message it back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I like it. I like that we're all showing our colors today. We got Nick's uh, Dolphins flag in the background. Obviously, I'm wearing Chiefs gear and um chris found a trash bag to wear uh this morning so no it's a, there's some bears in there <laughs> and speaking of the bears our first topic on fantasy football tinder the first thing that's popping up are darnell mooney and commit droppable cole commit is cole commit is droppable because cole commit drops 
That's what he's done throughout his career. He's not a catching traffic kind of guy, and that's what you need from somebody like him. He was drafted to be somebody who's going to be Travis Kelsey, but he's not Travis Kelsey. He's repeatedly showed us that throughout his career. At best, he can be a guy who gets catches in tight spots, but he can't do that right now in his career, and he hasn't proven at any point in his career that he can do that. The Bears' passing offense is terrible right now, and I think people kind of predicted that. The run game looks good, so I would continue to see the pass game continue to struggle for a few weeks, so they got to prove it to you and before you can actually like load up a guy in your lineup. So... We're swiping left on Volkomet, swiping right on Darnell Mooney, or at least a wait and see on Darnell Mooney. I would say with Mooney, you could probably drop him too. I think Darnell Mooney on a good team is a wide receiver three. And that's hard to say because he's had so many flash moments over the last couple of years, but the the volume isn't going to be there that you can trust him on a weekly basis. Yeah, he is at the bottom of your bench. First guy up if you need someone to drop. I mean, yeah. I know tight end is a lot more limited. So if you're, I mean, if you're completely desperate and you still need him, maybe. But yeah, I I agree with you on both of those guys. It's hard right now because Mooney has ability and the ability could could lead to something more. But I think the, the real issue is... I don't, I'm not going to say I don't believe in Justin Fields, but the offense doesn't work right now, and you can't trust something that doesn't work. I mean, when you're trying to draft your team, you're looking at guys that are going to fall inside of top five to top ten offenses. This offense isn't anywhere close to that, especially when it comes to passing. I would I would agree. I think that uh, I think I'm waiting to see on Darnell Mooney. I think I'm going to give him another week. Maybe maybe try to see if somebody wants to give me anything for him um, in a dynasty league, but uh, Cole Komet, I'm, I'm cutting bait. That might be more interesting. DJ is if you have somebody like that right now, are you trying to trade them when they're at their lowest value or do you wait until they have a good game and then try to trade them after that? It kind of depends on where I'm at and how deep the benches are. If I'm someone who I need to take advantage and win every game, cause I, a fringe playoff team and we we've all played fantasy long enough to know you're just trying to make the tournament because anything can happen when you're in the tournament. Um, so if I'm trying to chug out every win, um, I'm seeing what I can get out of Darnell Mooney. Um, if I'm a team that's a contender or a rebuilder, um, and I I've got my team set up and Mooney's on the bench. I might see, uh, wait a couple weeks and see what I can get out of him. You know, if, if, if he blows up, but, as of right now, his stock just keeps falling every single week. And uh, Cole Komet was a guy we were talking about top five tight end, and he has zero fantasy points. So, which is only slightly below Mooney right now. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, but we have the same amount of fantasy points as Cole Komet. So true. <laughs> and I've been I've been inactive for two weeks. So that's true. It's not pretty in Chicago. Shifting. What? Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, to kind of piggyback off of that, say you're somebody like me who has Christian Kirk. Do you buy Christian Kirk right now, or are you trying to trade him while his fantasy value is where it's at? Because he's one of the top wide receivers in the league. 
I didn't expect Christian Kirk to be that guy. I just thought he was talented. But what do you do with Christian Kirk right now? I like him. I'm holding no matter what situation I'm in. Unless I I did trade him in a league, but I'm also in a rebuild mode. And I felt like I'm going to be able to get something out of him. I ended up packaging him in a a deal um, for Jamison Williams. uh, Because I... I, it's a contract league. Christian Kirk was on a two. Jamison Williams was on a five. I was playing the average there. Uh, but I feel like I'm holding because if you're trying to trade him, um, you're not going to get what you want out of him because people are like, it's the Jags. It's Christian Kirk. He's going to come back to back to life. Same if you're trying to trade him away, you're trying to trade him at what value you vision him at. And, you know, you're both ways. You're not going to get put you on at him and you're not going to be able to give the price that you want to give for him. He's a guy that I wanted to take in my leagues. I just didn't get the opportunity to, because I thought they, the Jags obviously liked him a lot that they paid him what they did. And they're, they're letting him produce at that rate right now. And I, I don't necessarily see that slowing down. I I'm, I'm optimistic. I would be looking to try to get, get him maybe not at this elevated price, but if he did have an off week or something, where maybe that value came down a little bit, I think I would be a buyer. But as of right now, if I have him, unless unless you can get some kind of crazy value for him, I uh, I like him in my starting lineup if I had him. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that uh, Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram would go to Jacksonville and you'd want to start them in a lineup, you'd call me crazy. 100%. <laughs> I think Evan Ingram, you could probably make that argument because you look at him and you're like, man, that guy's going to go crazy once he has some talent behind him just because of his physical like look that he has. You can look at that guy and you're like, that's a football player. But when you look at Christian Kirk, you're like, eh, whatever. So the week eight, the Jaguars play... Jaguars. the Broncos in one of the in a, in a London game and I think that if Christian Kirk is still producing that's going to be your best time to trade him uh, because that's going to be the first time that any a lot of people have actual eyes on them um, they play a lot of a lot of obviously noon games so um, we're not going to see a whole lot of Christian Kirk and, and Jacksonville on our TVs mm-hmm Jaguars were not terribly far from being 2-0 and this season, which is kind of crazy. I mean, they could have beat Washington week one. That game could have gone either way. They're the only team in the division with a win. I know, right? <laughs> and on the other side of that, I can't believe how bad the Colts have been to start this season. That has just blown my mind. We're not talking about that today. <laughs> so, shifting from... Well, we, we started talking about the Bears to Chris's actual favorite team in the NFL the Detroit Lions, are, are we buying into Amna Rob Brown as a as kind of a high-end t- wide receiver one? I'm swiping right. Is this a wait yeah. to see or are you – because I'm super liking Amna Rob St. Brown. I, I, this a is a guy up. that I'm big on. Uh, I drafted him in a Debbie league because – actually, what happened, to be honest, why I originally bought on Amna Rob St. Brown is – I was in a mat in a Madden franchise where we we downloaded actual college rosters um, for the next NFL draft, and I drafted him because I thought his name was awesome. And then he was his rookie year at a thousand yards for me, and I'm like, I'm in on this guy. 
Amon Ra. What kind of name is that? I love it. Just I think give me a name value alone. I think he's named after the mummy in Night at the Museum too. That one's, a, that one's easier to say than his brother's name. <laughs> That's for sure. Equinemius. Yeah, don't don't hold that one to me. <laughs> well, hey, they got a naming theme going on in their family because I think another is one is Pharaoh. His so. dad's name is John, okay? His dad's name is John. <laughs> yeah, but his dad's got a naming theme. They got a whole <laughs> thing going on. I'm good with it. No, I, I really like his ability a lot because I think you can see it. And last year, he and like Mooney, who we were just talking about, were in the same category where it's like, so this is the high side of Mooney, but this might be the low side of Amon Ross St. Brown. He could just take off next year, especially considering that their offensive line got so much better during the offseason that their running game is a true threat now. So people have to come up and respect that. And because of that, he's got more openings than he's ever had before, especially because, like we were talking about pre-show, Hawkinson's been banged up. They need people to get targets right now. So the more of a target share he's going to get, the more he's going to continue to flourish. And he looked great in his college career, too. He was absolutely dominant in college. So this is somebody that you could say he just needed that year to make that transition. A lot of wide receivers as rookies aren't going to like be Jamar Chase. They're not going to be Justin Jefferson. They're going to come out and they're going to have an average rookie year. The second year is where they take off. And I think that's what we're seeing from him right now. And it's clear that he and Goff have a camaraderie going on right now. So I, I like, I mean, Goff is not a quarterback that I'm super excited about, but if there's a guy that he's got his eye on all the time, I think he'll continue to go to him as long as the defense lets him. They need to keep they need to keep losing games though. They need to be competitive and lose games so they can get Bryce Young next year. Hey, if they're losing games, they're throwing more. That's also good for his value. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Chris, you brought up his college, and I know we're we're bumping against the commercial. We've gotten to two of these, but uh it, I saw a meme yesterday that for two years, USC had three wide receiver sets of Drake London, Michael Pitton, and Amna Ross St. Brown, and they were still terrible. I think that says a lot more about their coach who's never done anything than it does the players on the field. So let's get one in one more in here. We'll go to commercial. Come back to this. I like this game. So this is this is good. Uh are are we starting James Robinson every week? I would. So you're swiping right? I'll swipe right. Maybe a little bit of, you know, wait and see, but unless unless you've got someone on the bench just dying to get into your starting lineup I, I I I'm I'll start him I like his ability and I think when you're a team like that you're just going to start whoever gives you the most potential to win I think he gives you the most potential to win as a fantasy owner say you're not say you're 0 and 2 do you go out and you try to get ETN I think that Robinson's I'm buying in that backfield I think he's legit. I think he's the real deal. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I I think you're right. I it's one of those things where running backs don't have to be a first round pick. Running backs don't have to come from a major college. They just need to get the ball and they need to get upfield. And he does that. And he's not gonna 
to blow you away, but Matt Forte never blew anybody away either. And he was very valuable when it came to fantasy for a long time. I kind of think with Robinson, I kind of think about uh, a guy like uh, Kareem Hunt until he, until he was an idiot. Uh, he was well on his way to, to being, you know, possibly the number one fantasy running back. Yeah. Well, Kareem Hunt could catch out of the backfield. Robinson's okay at it, but Kareem Hunt's a really talented pass catcher. For sure. I lied. We're going we're gonna to finish these last two. Can uh, Tua and the Dolphins sustain two wide receiver ones for the, for the remainder of the season? I may be biased, but I'll swipe right. Yeah, I'll go swipe right too. I just like the talent too much. Yeah, I'm I'm going to swipe right. I think that they've got a, a good offensive game plan. And, I mean, generally when you're thinking about sustaining two wide receiver ones, you're thinking about a quarterback who's really good at getting the his, his weapons the ball. And Tua showed that over the last two two weeks. But at the same time, is you have two elite pass catchers that he's throwing the ball to. And, and I think this is a situation I said this week one – you two, you could see in games where Tua struggles that he throws balls for seven yards and they go for eighty, um, with with Waddle and and uh, and Tyreek, and then plus you have the backs out of the backfield, Gasecki, who are enough of a threat that you can't you can't double cover both of them. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing they've got going on right now. I I love that they brought in Tyreek. Because if you focus on Tyreek, you've got Waddle perhaps open. If you start focusing on Waddle, then Tua's going to find Tyreek. And, you know, yeah, maybe some of those deep balls last week were a little underthrown, but Tyreek got so wide open, you got a little you got a little wiggle room in that situation. So I think that's something they'll continue. I think the most intriguing thing, well, not most intriguing, but I'm curious how McDaniel will get this running game going for Miami because they've got some talent in the backfield. Not a ton. I, I, I wouldn't say Mostert and... Uh, 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 Edmonds are like total studs, but I we haven't hardly even seen their impact yet. Well, I I really think that when you look at the targets, that that's going to tell you the tale a lot here. And you've got um, Tyreek at fifth in targets, and then Waddle at seventh in targets in the league. So that's huge. Um, both the guys that you mentioned, Nick, are really good. Um, Raheem's really fast, and then you've got Edmonds, who's a really good all-around back at doing everything. It's just going to come down to game script more than anything, and if they can run up and down the field, why not try to run up and down the field? Because you've got a team that has elite players at the elite positions, so let them go out there and try to outrun everybody and just get into a game that could end up being 35-30. to to 30 or something like that just just try to put as many points up on the board as you can it seems like a good thing to start off the season trying to find out exactly who your guys are and if Tua can do that why not keep believing in that I think this is going to be a definite all shucks moment for Nick here I think that through two and this may be an overreaction through two weeks I think the Dolphins are must watch football I, I think that You've got to the situation where they're exciting and, and they're definitely a team I, I I want to be playing at a different in a different time slot than my team so I can watch them. Mm-hmm. 
And then the last one, and, and Nick and I uh, talked about our hatred for this guy uh, before the before the show. Swipe left or swipe right. Tom Brady should have just stayed retired. Uh, I think if you swipe right, uh, his his wife might not be on Tinder looking to swipe right on somebody else right now. Uh, I, I I will say I have gained respect for Brady in Tampa Bay, the fact that he has left Belichick and he has kind of been able to say, hey, that wasn't all Belichick. I was not just a product of Belichick. I went out and I won a championship with somebody else. Just a product I, of having a defense. For sure. For sure. I, I'll give him credit, though, for, for at least that, if nothing more. But yes, I think he should have maybe stayed retired now that he's got all kinds of family troubles. He's got no receivers this week. He's got, uh, you know... Cole Beasley. And it, I, this is the one year that I drafted Brady in two leagues, and I don't know why, and I'm already regretting it. <laughs> he, he should have retired, so I didn't do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that the whole screw you Adam Schefter season is going quite the way that he intended it to, because it, it just seems like he came back from a bad place, and it was a bad reason to come back. And you lose pieces because of that. You lose... Um, Gronk, you kind of lose some different guys at different areas, and you, you see that they try to plug in people who are Super Bowl chasing, like Julio and some other guys. But can you get that same kind of feel together? It, and it takes some time to to figure things out, especially because Brady and Gronk had such a long standing history together. You can't just have somebody who looks like Julio come in and be that next person for Tom Brady. And you're seeing a lot of the issues happen when Julio's got like how many screws in his ankle now. So it, it's one of those things that you just want that to work out because Julio's been so dominant throughout his career. But then you go back to last year when Julio was in a different uniform and you just look terrible and it, it might end up being more like that than anything. Anything else to add, Nick? Nope, I think he's covered it there. All right, screw time, Brady. We're going to head to commercial on the backside. We're going to play a game of Fantasy BS. So Don't screw Tom Brady, DJ. Julio's the ones with screws in his ankle. <laughs> Mutant Chris. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill in Moline and Davenport. Chase away your Sunday scaries at Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill this season. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sunday, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And is your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? Well, you'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football watching experience with one of their famous Quad City style pot pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. And also, 
Clint is now serving up their famous pizza and fried chicken on the Iowa side of the river as well. Clint's Pizza House and Chicken opens up daily at 4 p.m. so everyone in the Quad Cities can enjoy their QC-style pizza and Henny Penny fried chicken. That's Clint Pizza House and Chicken, 7th Street Moline, and 1601 West 3rd Street in Davenport. This episode is brought to you by The Corner Tap. Who doesn't need a solid handcuff on their fantasy squad? Grab a bite to eat at Clint's Draft House while watching the noon games and then head on over across the Moline-Rock Island border to The Corner Tap for some libations during the 3 o'clock games. Every Sunday is fun day at The Corner Tap with $3 Tall Boys, Bloody Marys, Jack Daniels, and $2 PBR Drafts. Head into The Corner Tap. 4018 14th Avenue, Rock Island, and get into the end zone. For fantasy's sake, has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September 11th until the end of November, 10% off of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. Again, that's Route96Boutique.com. Thank you, Joe, for those ads. I do, before we get on to Fantasy BS, uh, want to give a shout out to our top performers this year and for the season. Uh, week two was led by Gunnar Haskins in the Cody Sedlock division. He put up 213.02 points last week, which is a, a pretty impressive output. I think uh, I think the high score otherwise was in the 190s. Uh, so, I mean, outscoring everybody else by... By 20 points, a pretty big deal. Uh, our top scoring celebrity was Nathan Sheets of his own division. Uh, he had 192.2 points uh, for the week, and he's gotten he has 355 points uh, total for the season. So congratulations to those guys. Keep on kicking butt. Uh, we're having a really good time uh, raising some good money uh, for Toys for Tots and. Uh, I thank everybody for joining those leagues. So uh, let's play a little bit of a fantasy BS. Uh, I know we're definitely running a, a behind schedule here, but that's okay. Um, so we've got four topics. We'll save the fourth one for the end. Fantasy BS. It's kind of like when you're playing cards, uh, you say you can make, you know, you, I guess what, do you say you like have a certain card and the person calls BS on you or what? It, whatever that is. I've got a list of 10. I'll give one of you guys a category. You can I can name X amount from that top of 10, and the other guy can be like, well, I can do X amount or call BS on it. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right. So we're gonna let we're gonna let Nick go first because he's the uh, newer guy here. Um, so Nick, I've got three categories. I have passing touchdowns, rushing yards, and catches. You want passing touchdowns? You're muted. 
I was trying to read your list. There we go. Yes, passing touchdowns. I feel good about that. All right. So of the 10, how many do you think you can name? Top 10 passing touchdowns this year? Yep. The Just the names or also how many touchdowns? Just the names. Um, I would feel good with at least five. Chris? I'll call BS on that just because this is the game and that's what we're doing. All right. All right, Nick. Tua, Wentz, Flacco, Allen. Um, those are the four that I, I knew for sure. Let's see here. Give me... How much time do we have? As much time as you want. Okay. Let me do a little thinking here. I'll give you the, the rest of this. I'm minute. pretty sure I got the, the four that are tied for the lead, but um, now I got to see who who's next or close to it. 20, I'll give you 20 more seconds. Okay. Um, let's see. Give me... Herbert. All right. That's five. Can you name any more off the top of your head? I guess Mahomes, he's I'm sure he's up there, yeah. So there's six. Um Kirk Cousins. All right, so you would have lost on Cousins. Okay, so yeah. So Allen Wentz, two of Mahomes are tied with seven. Lamar, Herbert, and Goff have six. Flacco has five, and Carr and Stafford have four. Okay. Chris, we go. Rush, rushing yards or catches? Yucky Flacco. Um, yeah. Uh, rushing yards. All right. How many can you name? I'll go with five. Nick? Uh, let's call BS. I feel like rushing yards is a little more of a crapshoot than passing touchdowns. We'll see. All right. Well, well obviously the first one's got to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Nick Chubb's got to be up there too. So it's Saquon is playing out of his mind this year. Uh, is McCaffrey in there? Uh, and then we'll go Swift. Oh, you, you lost. No, <laughs> no, no CMC. He was number 11. Oh, well, way off there. So, but Swift was on there. Nick, you, you got any? Is Mixon close? I I guess he's not been doing a whole lot this year. Ten. Oh, he was ten. He was ten. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah, good one. Aaron Jones, number six. Lamar. You know, Lamar might have been on there. I only did run. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Just check the running backs. <laughs> yeah, just check the running backs. So Saquon leads the league in rushing through two weeks. I forgot Chubb played that week, that week three game. He was on the list anyway. Uh, then Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette is number five. Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, number seven. Cordero Patterson, number eight. David Montgomery, number nine. And Joe Mixon, number 10. All right. The leaders in catches. This is overall every player. How many can you name, Nick? Um, let's go five. 
You and your number five guys, man. Why not? You know, we get, we, we'll, we'll shoot for half of them. This is unoriginal. All right, give me. No, I'm just kidding. Chris, up to you. Go for five with BS. All right. All right, give me Tyreek and Waddle. Diggs. Amon Ra. That's four. Kelsey. He was not. He he was number eleven. Oh no! Close. <laughs> so, it hurts DJ Soul. Justin so, Jefferson. What are you, Chris, I guess how many you, you got? Justin Jefferson on the list. Yeah, but number six. Did we say Cooper Cup? We did not say Cooper Cup. That'd be a good one. The obvious one there. Yeah, forgot that one. Um. We said Diggs, right? Yep. AJ Brown. AJ Brown number nine. Is Chase on there? Jamar Chase, number eight. Hmm. So we are, what, one short? Two? You're missing seven and ten. Jacoby Myers? (laughs) Nope. Oh, is it my guy Christian Kirk? Nope. So number ten is Mark Andrews with 14. Okay. And number seven is Curtis Samuel with 15. Oh, yuck. Nice. Curtis. All right, so I do have one more here, and it's the top 10 in fantasy points per game through two weeks. And I believe this is four-point touchdowns. No. So, so we- quarterbacks are included, but at four points a touchdown. Correct. So, Chris, how many of the top 10 do you think you can name? Five. All right. <laughs> All right, Nick. BS. Let's do it. All right, Chris. I don't believe you. Uh, Nick Chubb. You're done. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick. What do you got? Everybody. Lamar. Yep. Tyreek. Yep. Chubb? He said Chubb. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you guys got, I, didn't even think, I didn't even think to listen to what he said. <laughs> you, you guys anymore? Waddle? Yep. Uh, Josh Allen? Yep. Mahomes? Nope. Nope, he's not in there? No. Nope. Okay. Amon Ra? Yep. Cup? Yeah, I was gonna say, Nick, do you have something against Cooper Cup? <laughs> I had well he uh He's a given. Yeah. I forget the obvious one. <laughs> Curtis Samuel? Nope. No? Okay. So we we gotta have more than five here. That's one, two, three, four. That is six. Stephon Diggs. Oh, Diggs. Stephon yeah. Diggs, number one. Three touchdowns last week should help. And then you guys got two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Jalen Hurts, number eight. Carson Wentz, number nine. And Michael Pittman, who's only played one game, number ten. Oh man, how the heck did he get a top top ten? I guess that was all garbage time in their tie, right? I guess yep. it wasn't garbage time, but coming back against the Texans, he got all those points. It's garbage time. You were playing the Texans, everything. Yeah, true, true. Texans, 
and you uh, did not win. <laughs> and I and I just wanted to to throw out here. Field Yates did uh, throw out some actives and inactives. Uh, Alvin Kamara, J.K. Dobbins, Gabe Davis, Hayden Hurst, Josh Jacobs, Dawson Knox, all active. And if anybody cares, Jacoby Myers and Taysom Hill are inactive. Oh, we also Swift Hawkin- and Hawkinson are also active uh, for the Lions. Herbert's like a true game time decision, isn't he? Herbert is a true game time decision. They're a hot game, so. In my league that I have Camara, I'm intrigued by the fact that Taysom is out because he has a tendency to vulture plays. Yeah. But Camara's the one game he did play was disappointing. Then he didn't play much. I don't think he played last week. And then I'll probably have to start him, even though he'll probably be limited in some capacity. But I'll have to start him. That 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 also brings a question, and and I'll let you guys think on this. Is like. They said that J.K. Dobbins was going to be limited to about 12 touches. Is that enough? They're playing against the Patriots? You you, you would ask me a hard question. Yeah, that's the Patriots. I think it's the Patriots, yeah. Yeah, I, be tough. I don't think the Patriots' defense is what it used to be. Yeah, I think it just really matters of what you have on the back end. So we're going to go to commercial. Uh, when we get back, we're going to gonna try and fatten your wallet a little bit. We've got uh, DFS. We got Joe Winkle, and we're going to talk a little prop bets. So um, we're going to try. We, we've got no Brian this week, so we don't have our expert, but we are going to try to uh, try to fatten our wallets just a little bit today. Today's episode is brought to you by Kavanaugh's Hilltop Bar in Rock Island. It's the place to be every Sunday this football season. Barbecue Chris will be in the house every week smoking the place up with his amazing menu or mouth-watering barbecues. Cavies will have every game on inside and outside their numerous TV screens. Plus, you can play their adult video games, and they have the loosest slots around. Check out Kavanaugh's Hilltop Bar, 1228 30th Street in Rock Island. With baseball playoffs right around the corner over a month away and the NFL and college football seasons right on our tail, it's the perfect time of year to get your daily fantasy sports life in order. For Frequency's sake has you covered every single week. Tune in to For Frequency's sake's DFS Deep Dive on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch every Friday evening and uploaded every Saturday morning on your favorite podcast platform where Brian and the boys will be giving you the best daily fantasy sports advice for each and every week to help you fatten your wallet this season. Again, on every Friday night live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course uploaded on your favorite podcast platform on Saturday mornings. DFS advice, DFS deep dive here on the Four Frequency Sake Podcast Network. In addition to bringing fire on the mic, the team at Four Frequency Sake is still bringing it online as well. Check out 4FantasySakeQC.com this season for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each and every week of this football season. Again, that is 4FantasySakeQC.com for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each week during the football season. 
Now, Nick, is that is that awesome recording studio you have? Is that your home? Yes, it is. Yep. I work from home for Iowa Public Radio full time and I record down here in my basement. That's that that is awesome. And and your setup is dope. Um, all I have behind me is a couple autographed football helmets and fantasy football trophies. So um, that's all I got behind me. So that's that's pretty neat. Car- God. Chris over there has got Thomas the train, so he's got to make it his appearance. He just works his way into everything. Oh, we've got plenty of Thomas in this house too. <laughs> it's coming after me. I mean, these are my most prized possessions, other than my kids. So, I mean, I like to I like to have them shown off. So, one of my favorite fantasy football names over the years has been Michael Thomas, the tank engine, with his oh, face onto yeah. Thomas. That was that was a good one. <laughs> Nick, I know with you being a Dolphins fan, is it? Are you kind of like a favorite guy you've ever had on your fantasy team? Is that going to be like a Ricky Williams or a like? Where, where are you um, I'd probably have to go back to my the best team I ever had, and it was Kamara's rookie year. I got him as a free agent, and he combined with Todd Gurley that year. Just I did not lose after week three. Just swept swept right through the rest of the season. So. There was a combo of Gurley and Kamara. Swipe right is a different segment. That's not this segment. <laughs> I I had to I had to talk about that because I do have to show off via my favorite fantasy player of all time, uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, this is like one of my favorite things ever. Is this matte black Chiefs helmet, uh, autographed by Jamal Charles. So had to show that off a little bit. Uh, so let's talk a little DFS. Let's fatten our wallets. Um, we, we don't have Brian here, so um, we'll use the word expert loosely uh, when we're talking, when we're doing this segment. I know um, we mostly like to lose our money on uh, on bets as opposed to lineups. But uh, Chris is, or, or Nick or Joe, is there anything you felt kind of strongly about fan, uh, DFS-wise this week? Well, one, and I mean, I may be beating a a dead horse here with the flag in my background, but I am kind of intrigued with how affordable Tua is this week with the fact that the Bills are without a couple of their stars in the secondary. It's intriguing, if if, if nothing else. Yeah, I I actually really like the lineup I was able to set up um, stacking Tua and Tyreek this week. Um, I, I stacked to a Tyreek brought it back with Isaiah McKenzie. I like what I've seen, um, out of him. I obviously I think it takes a little bit of a hit with Gabe Davis, uh, officially active, but we don't, we don't really know, um, what, what his pitch count's going to be. Um, I had Gerald Everett in that lineup. Um, I think a name where I was at, cause I'm all about stacks and bringing it back. So obviously to a Tyreek, Isaiah McKenzie, but I'm also about, where we can find a little bit of affordability. Tua's definitely there at quarterback. Um, but with Connor being questionable all week and the way they used him against Vegas, I really like Daryl Williams of the Cardinals this week, um, saving a little bit of money at at, at, card, at the running back position. Um, he's he's a, a guy I actually put in a couple of different lineups uh, to save a little bit of cash this week. I really liked where Carson Wentz is at right now. He's going up against a tougher defense, uh, but I, I like the revenge game aspect of it. 
I think that he can really put up some points this week. And he's been so good so far this season. The thing you have to worry about with him is long-term injuries. But for daily, go with Carson Wentz because he's at 6,300. Yeah, I don't think that's too bad, especially because you can you can uh, either put McLaurin or Curtis Samuel in there um, if you want to stack something. Uh, you have lots of choices and places to bring it back in Philly. You can go Goddard. Uh, you can go uh, with. Uh, I like AJ Brown. AJ, yeah, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Uh, so there's lots of options. Uh, even Miles Sanders, uh, places to to bring it back uh, there. I think a name that really stuck out at me. Um, as I was trying to save cash, uh, Chris Olave leads the league by considerable margin in air yards. Um, I know that that's a that's a nerdy metric um, to to look at, but air yards are basically you know what they sound like. How many yards the ball travels in the air on pass on to, on targets, and he's up over 400 yards. And the closest person to him is at like 208 yards this season, which is incredible. I also like the Jets' defense this week because they're going up against Cincinnati, and you know they're probably not going to stop them too much, but they're going to get at least six or seven sacks. That they have to get that. Yeah, on the on the defensive side for me, if they weren't the Chiefs, I would look at the Chiefs. Uh, they 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 looked good in the fourth quarter against the Chargers. They got to the quarterback well. Um, obviously even broken Justin Herbert is much more mobile than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's good for a couple of times, throwing it to the defense. Uh, the chiefs showed that last week, uh, with Justin, justice Watson jumping that route, taking a pick six. So, um, I'm interested in that. They are pretty cheap. Um, I think the three lineups I have, I went Eagles, bears, Falcons for, for defenses. Rashad Bateman is down there too at um, 5,700. I think that's a really good value for him because he's putting up top wide receiver one type of stats right now because there's not really a whole lot else to take away from him. Um, so give that a run because he's right down there with Drake London. Both of them have pretty good value. So take a look at that. Um, Brandon Cooks is at uh, 5,800. And he's got the most targets in the league. So against a Bears secondary where you saw some rookies look like rookies, you might have a good week for Cooks to have a, a stellar performance. And and no Jalen Johnson for the Bears. Yeah. So Here's something that I just noticed. Uh, it, would, it would be 100%. Well, depends on, I guess, if Herbert's – if he plays, that's one thing. If he's comp- – how, how limited he'll be, that could be another question. But the Jaguars' defense is about the fourth cheapest. I'd be curious if it's not Herbert. They shut out the Colts last week, and I, that, that defense hasn't been awful. Yeah. And, uh, that would be a place where you could save a lot of bucks, perhaps. You're talking about them against the greatest backup quarterback of all time, Chase Daniel, okay? The most savvy businessman of Heard all that. time. Heard that. <laughs> well, and he gets away with being maybe this tall. <laughs> It, I don't understand that. I don't understand how he has a job every year, but good for him. I know we don't kill for his life, man. <laughs> you, nope. get to, you get to live in. I mean, he's lived in nice cities. He lived in Chicago. He went to was in Kansas City, or was he in Kansas City or no? He wasn't in Kansas City. Yeah. It was in Kansas City, and then I mean, now he's in L.A. Just getting to play catch in, on the sidelines. I think he was in New Orleans for a little bit too, wasn't he? 
I don't remember that. Maybe he had a stop in the NFC South somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, New Orleans is right. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. Evan Ingram is down there too. He's a um 3700. I think that's a good pick because the the Chargers aren't very good against tight ends and he's started off hot. I think give that a run at tight end. I think that's a good idea. I think if, Kirk is in there too. I think when I'm buying down on on I mean 37's dirt cheap. Um Logan Thomas 35. I really like Gerald Everett at 44, but that kind of also depends on on Herbert and also how tired Gerald Everett gets in the fourth quarter. Um, that, that, that could uh, Mike, Mike Gusecki, TJ Hawkinson, uh, all good names. I think, I think there's uh, some, some validity in buying down on tight end this week and not going uh, with the more expensive options, especially, I mean, I, I'm stacking. I'm, I, I did a goofy, a goofy lineup where I stacked, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, and then brought it back with Jonathan Taylor. So my those three spots were super expensive, but I wanted to see what it could look like. Uh, so I did that in one lineup. Uh, but I think there's definitely a, a an argument to be made about buying down at at tight end this week. There's a Where legit. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say there's a legit. I mean, I know they're they're expensive, but there's a legit good reasoning for Mahomes and Kelsey because there's a chance that they roll today. I know it's a scary spot because the Colts will be desperate because if they lose today, they're done. Their season's done. If you're, if we're being honest now, granted the division they're in that helps them, but uh, you look at like the metrics, the Mahomes torches, Gus Bradley defenses. Indoors. Huh? Indoors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Indoors. There's a chance. I don't think it, they will. Like on the bet stuff I had, I, it's a massive stay away because of the desperation factor from Indianapolis. And Taylor could have, if they actually realize handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor is a thing, unlike last week, they could, that, that'll that keep it close. But there is a chance that Mahomes, Kelsey, and one of their 37 different skill guys they're using right now could, they could, they there's a chance they could blow them out. So that's good. Just, even though it's expensive, it's good to have those guys today. Well, I wanted to ask Nick, where are you at on Mike Gilsecki? Because I it feels like the numbers have been weird this year. Yeah, he has a nice little dance, so everybody everybody remembers him from what he's done in the past. But there, it seems like something is different with him this year. Yeah, they, like he was a guy they kind of talked about, perhaps thinking about trading in the off season because, like, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird because they obviously they're so stacked at receiver now. And then you've got Mike McDaniels, who's kind of a, uh, you know, kind of known for his unique running games. And then but they they also had George Kittle out in in San Francisco. So it's like he clearly has a role for the tight end, but it's just kind of weird how uh, he, he did. I mean, I don't even have his numbers in front of me. I know he caught a touchdown last week, but um, yeah, he's. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, and from a fantasy perspective, I don't know how uh, how 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 high up the pecking order Gesicki is, but he's a great red zone target. He's got he's got that height that Tyreek for sure doesn't have. Um, but, yeah. As a, as a Dolphins connoisseur myself, everything that I heard was McDaniel doesn't really like him that much because he can't block, and some of the exotic running game stuff that he would like to run. I mean, look, you go from San Francisco where you have the best blocking tight end in the league. Um, who would rather 
Who would re- yeah, when he does play, which seems like it's only when, when he's at games instead of WWE Raw. Exactly. Uh, which is, you know, it seems like that he only plays once a month now. But uh, you know, Gasicki, they don't really like his blocking. So I feel like I think from everything I heard, that's the reason they were trying to find a different spot at tight end than than him. You look at his snap count and it's gone down considerably from previous years. And so that's why I had some concerns that I think people see the name and he's been reliable in the past or a good value. And I just don't know if that value is there anymore because of the way he's being used right now. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Where's everybody at on Garrett Wilson? Because I think that he's somebody who's kind of in the mix of this really hot start. Is there any way that kind of continues? Because I don't know that it can, if you're in a Jets uniform. I, I have uh, Wilson in the lineup. I definitely I'm buying in. I think that, that um, he came on, came on late last year uh, with Ohio state and, I just continued to build that, so um, I'm I'm in on I'm in on Garrett Wilson. And Flacco likes to find him. Wilson yeah. should be back next week. If the Jets are somehow two and one, do they stick with Flacco? No. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> That's not I mean, a unanimous. You know he's 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 played well. Um, so I was just curious if anyone thought that there would be a a, a consideration for that. But, but there, yeah, there I, I think Wilson. You know he's really good, and I think the more, and I I do understand the the he plays for the Jets. I think the longer we go with all these younger quarterbacks coming into the league and these skill players that are so dynamic, I mean look at the Jags and what I think they're I think they're going to be there's you know their ceiling is unlimited with Lawrence and what they've got. The Jets, I'm not as big on Zach Wilson, especially when he comes back, but I think there's some stuff there. And I think even when he comes back, like Wilson will be the guy. And it, But it has helped that you get Flacco in there the first couple weeks as much as I think he's cooked, and he was good enough last week to, to make that happen, that comeback happen. Uh, but he was, you know, he's going to try to force feed guys where Wilson might not early. So maybe when Wilson comes back, you have that implemented. So I think the Garrett Wilson thing that's that's really good because because with, with all the stuff they're gonna do, he'll definitely I think continue to be their highest targets guy this season. Let's, and DJ, uh, I know you want to talk about the Chiefs. Let, real let's quick. let's all right, hurry up. We gotta go to commercial. We gotta pay the bills. Is Juju Smith Schuster still on the team? Yeah, it's been really weird what's going on uh, with that wide receiver core. I think Juju gets two targets against the Chargers. Sky Moore played zero snaps. Uh, no one could get open. Uh, regardless, it's just super weird. Uh, I think that the, you might see them uh, scheme some different things this week. You've got arguably the, the greatest play call in the league, uh, not calling plays for your team. Uh, but I think they'll scheme some stuff uh, this week to, to get some stuff. I'm not really – overly concerned with the skill position guys. I think it's going to take some time to build some, some timing. Um, I, I think back half of the season, Miko Hardman's a guy you're going to want to look at because as soon as they get that timing down, um, he's not as fast as Tyreek, but he's, he's pretty darn fast and, and they'll figure that stuff out. All right, DJ, go pay the bills. I know you're, you're desperate. Commercial time. Let's pay the bills. This episode is brought to you by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill in Moline and Davenport. 
Chase away your Sunday scaries at Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill this season. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street and Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sunday, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And is your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? Well, you'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football-watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pot pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC-style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House, Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. And also, Clint is now serving up their famous pizza and fried chicken on the Iowa side of the river as well. Clint's Pizza House and Chicken opens up daily at 4 p.m. so everyone in the Quad Cities can enjoy their QC-style pizza and Henny Penny fried chicken. That's Clint Pizza House and Chicken, 7th Street Moline, and 1601 West 3rd Street in Davenport. View from the West, the podcast covering Illinois high school football. Weekly analysis and reaction from around the western side of the state of Illinois. This is the game we had circled when the year started. Follow along on YouTube and Twitter and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's big time football out there tonight and I know we can play big time football. You from the West. We got you covered. I also want to give a shout out. Make sure you subscribe to For Frequently for frequency's sake on all your favorite podcast platforms uh, they have the latest episodes of joe's educated ignorance uh the data lab with professor john bush and dennis michelson also we've got card subject subject to change uh featuring cz and nick bull and uh, we also have monday night hammer coming to you on thursdays this week our DFS show that we commercialed for, that's going to be moving to Thursdays as well. Uh, and especially for you QC folks, make sure you're checking out Card Subject to Change uh, this week as Nick and CZ. They're going to be sitting down with the head coach of Black and Brave Academy, Merrick Brave. Uh, that's coming to you uh, on your favorite podcast platform on Tuesday. So we're pretty excited for that. Um, get a little bit of a, a rub for card subject to change uh, from the local coach. So, uh, Joe, go ahead. Uh, let's let's talk a little. Let's talk a little betting here. All right. So the theme of the week is bounce back week. Last week was horrendous. On the sinister six, we went one at five. We one card. We were we were close on some. We were horrendously far away on others. Um, but yesterday we mopped up. We went three and zero on the college slate. We had a great backdoor cover by Florida. Granted, they were close or within the number the whole time. The Wazoo Oregon game almost turned into a, a catastrophe because Oregon scored twenty one points in five minutes, in like four minutes. But Wazoo with the greatest backdoor cover ever, and Arkansas, great job staying within the two and a half. Shout out to the people that moved that line for us today. Again, the theme is bounce back week. And we start with what I would say today is the bounce back bowl. Vegas and Tennessee, and I believe that game is in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Today, right? 
Uh, it's in Tennessee. Or in Tennessee, sorry. Vegas versus Tennessee. Raiders minus two and a half. We are going to go with this game on principle of taking the better quarterback, the team that we think is far less cooked than the other. We are taking the Raiders, swallowing the two and a half points, even though it is uh, this. there are things for Tennessee that they could potentially do to exploit the bad Raiders defense. Uh, running the ball well. I think there's some stuff that they're getting in the passing game that has been good, but all in all, the Tennessee Titans, so through two weeks, they looked really discombobulated against the Giants, and last week, of course, they got absolutely decked against the Bills. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna roll with the Raiders. We think they're definitely better than a team potentially being 3-0, and they could have very well won both of their first two games uh, against the Chargers, and especially last week, obviously, that catastrophe dropping the ball against Arizona. Hey, I have a quick question uh, before you get to your next one. Go for it. Um, I think you're a man of integrity. Um, I would, yes. No, no, no. Are, are, are Way we, to start a sentence, DJ. Are, are you, are these for educa- educational purposes, entertainment purposes? Are you actually putting your financial future on the line here for these games? These are small amounts. Very okay. small amounts. So you're, you're, you are, Good you are putting your own pay. own paycheck into these games, correct? Yeah. All right. I, I, it gives me a little bit more faith in your picks. Okay. Because hey, I'll tell you what, I parlayed your picks last week and I lost some money. Okay. It was bad. It was so bad. All right. It so was so bad. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one losing money on your picks last week. Okay. No, last week was horrendous. All right. In your defense, you know, I also have a quid going into the fourth quarter. What, what I mean, <laughs> like last week we had we hit the we hit the wall with the Ravens game and it happens. Those types of things happen. Uh, some games last week, like we had BYU in the points after they got the worst bad beat cover ever against Baylor. I have no idea why we took them again and they burned us. But the Packers, that was a lock. And we learned that maybe the Lions are worth being a favorite at home. So those types of things happen. But continuing on the bounce back trend, speaking of the Ravens, if you lose today, you're blacklisted. Like the commanders are, like BYU football is. The Ravens minus two and a half against the Patriots who suck. And the Patriots might win four games this year. I have no idea why this game is where it's at line-wise, other than the fact the Ravens do have some injuries. But as it's been said this week, and I think this is a great point, the Ravens' weaknesses match up exactly with what the Patriots' weaknesses are, where, yeah, the Ravens have some secondary guys beat up, but the Patriots aren't going to be able to beat you over the top. They don't have the weapons to beat you over the top like Miami did. They don't have the quarterback to be able to beat you over the top. I don't know a world where the Patriots can do enough offensively to keep this close and entertaining. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back. The only thing that really does concern me for Baltimore even way more than the defensive injuries is the running backs. They need to get running because they can't run the ball. It is all Lamar Jackson or nothing right now. If it's, if, if Lamar Jackson ain't doing it nobody is for them, he had 119 rushing yards last week. And I think the next best guy had 35, 39, something like that. 
it's really bad. They need to get Gus Edwards back. They need to get J.K. Dobbins back. Somebody to keep, take the load off of him because right now, it, if it's not him, it's nothing. He's literally carrying this team. Uh, but I think two and a half, even on the road, that's such that's such a fantastic layup. This is my favorite one of the day. If the Ravens can't get this done, we are officially putting them on the blacklist. There's no way that they don't pull this off. And then I've been a little more skeptical the more I hear people talk about this one this week, but I feel like this should be good. If it wasn't, if if they, all right, it's the Bengals and the Jets, and I'm taking the Bengals minus, at we, I, I think it moved up, but we got it at four and a half last, or middle of the week. Listen, if the Jets didn't, have a miraculous comeback if they if Denzel Ward doesn't forget how to play cover three and Corey Davis isn't open down the sideline if Amari Cooper actually doesn't if if Amari Cooper doesn't do his best Odell Beckham and Jr. impression trying to recover an onside kick the Browns win last week and they win by at least a touchdown maybe multiple if they don't have that crazy coverage bust the Jets would probably be like eight point dogs. So the fact that we're capitalizing on the market being ridiculously low on the Bengals and high on the Jets for some reason, again, they still employ Joe Flacco. Four and a half at we got it at is a, I think, a pretty solid number. Uh, even on the road, the Bengals have to get it going. I think they figure it out. I think they do. They, they hopefully. Today is also going to probably be the Zach Taylor on trial game. If you can't find a way to scheme easier stuff and make your and make your quarterback's life easier. Now, granted, I think it also is on Joe Burrow to get rid of the freaking ball sooner. But I think there's stuff to be had against the Jets defense, who I do feel has improved. But there's ways that you can still attack it. They're very young and you got a lot of high level guys on your offense. I think they'll be able to run the ball with Joe Mixon. Bounce back bowl season today. Bengals minus four and a half. Ravens minus two and a half. Same with the Raiders. We're going to roll. We're going to see if we can keep the train moving. 3-0 and yesterday on the college side. We're going to hope to at least go 2-1 and today. The only thing that worries with me about the Bengals, too, is that is that four and a half is a juicy backdoor. And we got a little lucky, even though the two backdoor covers, technically, we got yesterday in Washington State and Florida were within the number pretty much the entire game. Uh, so we're probably due to have one of these, you know, not go our way today, but we're feeling good. We're feeling good. Other ones that almost made the cut, the Niners and the Broncos, because uh, fading Nathaniel Hackett, Nat Hackett PI. I mean, he's a doofus. Let's just be real. And, but at one and a half on the road, I need, to, I wanted to, you, you got to think it's more of a it was just kind of a weird stay away. And then oddly enough, the the Jags and the Chargers, I didn't do enough homework on it to really kind of figure out where Herbert would how he would be just because I hadn't heard anything all week. And I probably would have done more homework on it. That game being I think it's at seven still that definitely could have made the cut because that probably is too many points with Herbert maybe not playing. I don't think. You know, there's this weird thing with the Chargers offense where they don't have any speed at receiver and they don't take deep shots, even with their faster guys like Carter and uh, Palmer. Um, it's weird, but those are the two that just missed the cut on the NFL side.
Joe forgot to mention that he started his uh, weekend uh, with a massive L on United Township minus six hosting Rock Island. That, uh, Don't tell the people I said lines? that. Don't tell the people I said that. <laughs> I don't know. I said it was I, if I, I, by the way, I said they would have been plus six. Regardless, regardless that they were in the, that didn't that's not a bad beat. If it was, <laughs> so yes. I, Joe, was I really like your Bengals pick and I think they are due for a bounce back. I went to lunch with my wife and they had a big TV and it was playing stuff about the NFL and they said, Joe Flacco has been sacked 13 times. And my wife was like, that sounds like a lot. And I was like, you are right. That is a lot. So I can't get out of my head the fact that Burrow deleted all of his social stuff. And then immediately after doing that, see him getting sacked by his social media accounts on. Oh, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Your team is coming out of his ears. You're <laughs> You're getting sacked right now, bud. Yeah. How do you how do you justify them having this long-standing issue of not being able to protect him? It's a it's a coaching thing right now. Cuz they got better offensive on the offensive line. It's just fact. Like they went from really not good dudes to they now I, I, are the guys they did sign. Now Kappa's really good. Collins is inconsistent to an extent, but like the guys they got were upgrades. The issue right now is coaching. They're not schematic. They're not doing schematic stuff. I initially said, look, they played probably the two best edge rushers in the league. Watt or two of the best Watt and Mike Parsons, Mike Parsons right now. Let's be real. He looks like the best player in football. The first two weeks of the season. He's been sensational. Yeah, it's been stupid. And the thing, like the Parsons stuff, he just does more than edge rushing because he lines up all over the field. It's nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but it's also to a thing right now. A Burrow, he's like anticipating he's going to get sacked all the time, so he's like double clutching. He's it's so he many Parsons, weird yeah. things. He needs to. They they How need do you to just trust him when he's seeing ghosts to he's, an extent. Yeah. Okay. But it's. I just feel like. There's like I said, today is the Zach Taylor on trial game, and it's I I also again I'm with the number. It's a part of me thinking the the, the market's way too low on Cincinnati, and I think too high on the Jets because if the Jets would have lost last week, this game would probably be at six or seven, and then it'd be a stay away because it'd be like, do you trust the Bengals to win by seven when they have not been able to pass protect, um, and and stuff like that. So one thing that might be interesting to look at for future weeks. And I don't know if you've looked into it at all, but when teams have to go to Vegas, Vegas carries with it a certain stigma that, oh, every player is going to get in there. They're going to lose their minds. They're going to be out all night. Is going to Vegas even more of a road advantage for them in comparison to other teams? I don't know. That's something to, to look into. I want to know. I wonder what their home record was. I guess we you can't really judge it off the COVID year because right, right. Um, they a had no fans in the stands all year, and then b obviously they're the Raiders. They don't really actually have fans. It's no, come on. That place too. is that place is Dude, juiced every time yeah. they play. Wait, wait, wait to see how juiced they are when Kansas City goes there and all the red that's there. No, it's not. I'm not. It's not like. I mean, it's not a bajillion Raiders fans. It's not. I get what you're saying, but that place is still is still bumping. But I Raiders, I know you do. 
Wow, DJ. Uh, Way to bring your bias. But sorry, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I DJ still can't pulls believe out they carrying case. He unfolds it, and then all his bias comes out of it. It's wow. good time. <laughs> Chris is the greatest. So before before we go to any more commercials, uh, I do want to talk about a couple things. I, I thought it was really good uh, segment last week. Uh, Nick, are there any prop bets that you definitely saw that that kind of piqued your interest? I know I had a few. One that I unfortunately can't get out of uh, after vote, betting on it on Wednesday, which was two under two hundred and fifty passing yards. I would definitely hammer the over on that one now. I don't know, man. There's a chance that they get wrecked up front. The Bills own their 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 front their their front. Dude, they've got they've got the fastest receiver I know. in the history of football to run throw a screen to. I I know. I'm just saying. The one thing that worries about worries me about that is like high uh, matters is that they're gonna like they haven't blocked the Bills in like five years. Like the Bills front four could <laughs> just massacre them all day, and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, they. It's not pretty most years so i'm i'm staying away from the dolphins game last week i felt comfortable putting a little bit on the line on dolphins money line this week i do not i do not feel that comfort um as far as i'm, I'm gonna take a look at kirk's numbers because he's been a guy that i've just been taking his overs because they've been hitting um yeah you gotta stay hot yeah uh i'm curious what his lines are here christian kirk over 59 and a half desert of yeah, I heard someone talking about that as well. Like this week, when is the market going to catch up and realize Kirk's a the best receiver on that team? He's been really good. He's going to get like twelve targets a game. That's if that doesn't hit today, like acts of God happen. And over five and a half receptions for plus money. I took. I liked those last week. I like Stupid. them this week. <laughs> Stupid. I I think a, a big one that I saw. This goes to Joe's Bengals. Uh, I took Christian or Christian. I took uh, Tyler Boyd's over on receiving prop. It was at 34 and a half when I got it. He's been very, it's been very uh, not good this year for him, but the Jets are giving up, have given up 95 yards out of the slot this, this year. So I'm liking the fact that maybe Tyler Boyd can maybe catch like a 40 yard pass and, and, and hit that over pretty quickly. If you're doing a parlay, what what's a good parlay then? Because uh, we've thrown out some good stuff. Is there two that we feel comfortable parlaying together? I think Boyd over 34 and a half, depending on where you can get it. I wouldn't get anything over 40. Um, but then I Cordero Patterson over 40 and a half rushing yards um, is a pretty good one that I feel pretty confident about. I've got uh, Cordero for only 40? The last time I checked, yes. Oh, I I would like that too myself. And then there was also a David Montgomery over like eighty four rushing yards. The Texans are the worst team in the league at stopping the run. So, um, if Montgomery gets eighty percent of the snaps the way he did in Green Bay, and they seem pretty destined to run the ball about forty times a game, this is Lovey about- versus his former team, though. Revenge game. A little. A little bit, but more than that, he knows what Justin Fields sees in practice every day with the exact same defense that they run. He's going to know how to disguise it. He's going to make it hard for him. And I think he's definitely going to challenge their run and try to make them beat them with a pass. So maybe maybe I would go three-part parlay or two-part, any two parts of Boyd over, Patterson over, and Miles Sanders over 70 rushing yards. (laughs) 
Okay. I do think I don't know the any exact numbers because I don't really look at props like that, but I do feel con- if you are like being hopeful that and you really do and you really are confident the Chiefs could roll today. I think any kind of Mahomes, Kelsey, Mahomes, pick a receiver and maybe one of the running backs. Obviously, the easiest would be Mahomes and Kelsey because the it's just going to be random for who they actually get involved. Unless you maybe can get like a Sky Moore super low number. Uh, but well, I he it, it, didn't there's do anything a ch- last week. No, I know, I'm just that's, saying that's scary. It is scary. I'm just trying to you know get you. get get frisky with. I, I if wish you're feeling I, the Chiefs today, which could be a possibility. I wish NFL was like baseball, where if like the guy doesn't play, you get your money back. If, if the guy doesn't get any snaps, <laughs> you get your money back. My, uh, this isn't beat the streak, DJ. Come on now. <laughs> but I'm I'm interested about your Joe Flacco hate, Joe, because I understand it. I think he's a big pile of suck. But Joe Flacco is beating you right now. Is you just are you betting on that trend not continuing? That he's gonna be Joe Flacco eventually. Is that the way your your logic is kind of laying out here? Is he has to go back to being Joe Flacco at some point, right? Yeah, and again, I think if you take away the bad coverage bust. Now, granted, he was really good on that last drive to manage it with no timeouts and to make sure that you get you're getting guys in and out of bounds and you're you're picking your spots. He was really good on that last drive. I think it's just a really good opportunity anytime you can to try to bet real American dollars against Joe Flacco in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> Last week was one of the times it was bound to miss, and it happened in a really weird way. Now, granted, I didn't put anything on the Browns. I'm just saying I, if you're if those that were Browns backers, um, that that's the reasoning with Flacco. I feel like Browns backers broke. True. How about that? Over under in the Steelers game on Thursday. Hilarious. Pitchy, pitchy, woo woo. (laughs) Pitchy, pitchy, woo woo, baby. Gotta love it. Uh, All right. Let's head to commercial. Uh, We'll get back. Uh, We, 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 Polly Foo France. We're going to answer a few questions. Uh, Get you out of here. Watch your games this week. For fantasy's sake, has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September 11th until the end of November, 10% off of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. Again, that's Route96Boutique.com. You're right, Chris. I am all over those international dollars. Wee wee. In addition to bringing fire on the mic, the team at Four Frequency Sake is still bringing it online as well. Check out fourfantasysakeqc.com this season for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each and every week of this football season. Again, that is fourfantasysakeqc.com for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each week during the football season. 
All righty, boys. We don't have very many questions this week. Uh, Jordan Rangel must be out golfing or something. Uh, <laughs> so due to the fact, and this was uh, this was put out on our chat through our YouTube, uh, due to the fact that Modern Warfare Beta just came out, are we sitting Kyler Murray in favor <laughs> of Matthew Stafford? I love that this is a thing. It's in so f- good. <laughs> It uh, is so funny. satisfying. I have no idea why it's so much fun, but I like the fact that they're like, we're going to take it out of the contract because you guys made too much of a big deal about it. Like, that was going to solve anything. They're such a poorly, they're such a bad run organization, man. I I think he'll be fine. It's a beta. Yeah, I'm I'm playing Kyler. Dude, and, and and let's put it this way. Joe touched on this a little bit during the betting segment. Is there anything more exciting than watching Kyler Murray lead that comeback last week? I mean, dude, dude ran back to the twenty-five yard line before throwing the two po- or running in. Right? What was it? The run or was it? The yeah, it was the two-point yeah. conversion yeah. that he ran in. Well, yeah. obviously, DJ loved it more because of who they played and did it against. Oh, yeah. So he got to laugh about it. But I will say, man. Hey, I think they they botched it considering they paid him so early, but maybe he deserves it because if it wasn't, he's the only thing that is going to keep that car running this season. He is electric, man. Joe, there's only one thing I hate more than the Raiders, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's Tom Brady. What's that top word say? We can't see it. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, pork. <laughs> it's just pork. Show. It says pork or fork, pork or pork. Yeah, pork. You know, we're a barbecue town in Kansas City. There you go. Speaking of family show, I like the social media post that said that Kyler Murray runs like a toddler who just stole a purse. Or a and especially, especially when he's like, when he's got it and he's holding it out in front of himself. Yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look what I got. I got a thing. Nick, Nick, you got kids? Yeah, one and one on the way. Yes, you could definitely like like Chris and I recognize toddler with a phone. Oh God, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely think. Except my toddler is very uncoordinated and would definitely run into the back of the offensive lineman. Congrats on the one on the way, Nick. Yeah, thanks. When do you guys do? Uh, Late February, hopefully a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. Boy or yeah, hopefully boy or girl. Well, girl. Okay. Uh, If you have any, is your current one a boy? Yes. All right. Well, girls are fun. Girls are fun. All uh, all 35 of my gray hairs are named after my daughter. So uh, <laughs> good luck on that one. He yells uh, touchdown every every time I do on the radio on Friday nights. He, he listens with with my with my wife and uh, she sends me videos when I call touchdowns because he's in the living room. Daddy touchdown. <laughs> that's that's yeah. awesome. That a boy. My my wife is a Broncos fan, so my daughter's already learned how to split the middle. It's go Broncos, go Chiefs, go Chiefs, go Broncos. So we'll uh, we'll take that for now. For now, house divided. Yeah. Uh, so full point PPR, but you get a quarter of a point for a, a rushing attempt. Do we like AJ Dillon or Terry McLaurin? Let's go, scary Terry. What did you yeah. say, Joe? I said quarter of a point per rushing attempt is wild. <laughs> that's a wild. Yeah, that's exotic. We got Irv Smith or Hayden Hurst. I think yeah. I like Irv. He, he, I don't know. Yeah. I, I almost took Hurst. him for Vikings first touchdown last week, and I wish I did. 
I like Hayden Hurst. He's Irv is probably going to be their second most targets guy, right? Throughout the well, year, people thought he was going to have an amazing year, and it hasn't turned out that way so far. Now, maybe yeah. this is the yeah. breakout week. I guess you got to take a shot at it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like nine catches, a hundred yard type of season per yeah. game season. But not I think just he's, get, your, get your favorite not a David Njoku game. Yeah. Three catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> For Daryl Patterson, Damon Pierce, or DJ Moore? I like Patterson myself. Yeah, because is Roe playing today? Do you got, I heard you say Johnson was out. Is Roquan playing today? Yeah, the, he wasn't out on the inactives. Okay, but Johnson is. Yeah, Pierce could struggle running the ball. Um, and then DJ Moore. I don't know. It's so weird because DJ Moore is so touchdown dependent, it seems. So Pierce, the Bears are bad against the run. <laughs> Greg Dortch or J.K. Dobbins? If Dobbins actually plays Dobbins. Now, granted, oh, wait. it's a pitch count. Pitch count, 12, 12 touches. But you're banking on the Cardinals' third receiver? Mm-hmm. He might be their second receiver. Yeah, I guess you're right. Dorch it's probably really good. Well, I don't. Mm, man, I get. Yeah, I, 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 I've watched. I've watched way too much of the Cardinals between them playing the Chiefs and then cheering against the Raiders last week. I mean, hey, it's fair. And this I can't literally believe- the first time I've ever heard of this guy's name. I've never heard of Greg Dorch, and I don't know how I've missed it. <laughs> it's a good football name, Greg Dorch. And I'm not sure how this one becomes a question at this point. This is where we've reached in life. Curtis Samuel or C.D. Lamb? Oh, DJ, this hurts my soul. Right? Because you got to say Curtis Samuel, right? You do. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. C.D. Lamb. And what was Lamb's last... numbers last week? Look him up and tell us, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't good, right? <laughs> I'm sure it was fine. It's CD Lamb. He's one of the top ten wide receivers still. CD Lamb seven seventy five last week. So I mean, not oh, bad. Yeah. Quiet. And a half. Uh, and then the last one: Naheem Hines, Jarek McKinnon, or James Cook. That's ugly. Yeah, I know. McKinnon. Probably. <laughs> I'm going with Hines. I, I think honestly that, that has more upside there. Yeah, yeah, because the Colts no don't really. realize they employ the best running back in football. Yeah, yeah no really day. There's run. not really a, anybody to cover the the running back out of the backfield for the Chiefs. So, how bad is their roster that those are the three guys they have to decide on? It's me. Oh, it's it's oh, Chris. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. You I lost two Mitchell. Chance? <laughs> I lost Mitchell week one. Okay, so I was banking on him you, being that, healthy. Man. Okay. Why yeah. would you willingly draft a San Francisco running back, man? They have he the plubonic plague for a half. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I got. I got one, if I may. Go for it. Okay. Um, Higgins, Hollywood Brown, Curtis Samuel, or Cortland Sutton. I have Higgins right now, and I think I'm staying with him. Higgins. That's what I think. I'm so I've got like those four, and then my other two like actual receiver starters are McLaurin and Kirk. I just went ham on receivers in this league. Where are you at on T Higgins? Because I've seen a lot of people say just make sure not to drop him. But 
are you only getting him as kind of a handcuff at this point if you have Chase? No, nah, you're what's just, his value? You're firing him up every week. I think that okay. we're we're in a situation like we are in Miami. We haven't seen it yet, but if once they finally get clicking again and get protection for Joe Burrow, they're both fantasy relevant. Because because I was thinking the same thing last week where it was like, man, I can't I gotta stop playing him because Higgins in week one gets hurt in the first half. And then last week he was skunked in the first half, but then in the second half, he literally got all his production. So Higgins, like it's explosion. And yeah, when they're both rolling, like they are, they are both, they are both high, high value fantasy guys. I I believe. Before we change gears here real quick, what's everybody's take on Kyle Pitts? Because I've, from the community, it seems very mixed out there as to what people are deciding to do and where their heads are at on this guy. Because it feels like a Vernon Davis situation where you see how talented he is physically and speed-wise. Everything lines up that he should be dominating, but he's not there yet. I'm, I'm waiting it out. The schematics of it is this. The offense they're running is super run-centric. London and Mariota just seem to have some sort of connection right now. I think eventually they might start getting him involved. I hope they will because he's really good. And if you just watch the tape, like the stuff he does is still amazing. Like he's really, really good. He's at, yeah. I would probably say he's still like that worst, the fifth best tight end in the league. He's, he's very, very good. But a lot of the way their offense is rolling right now, it's just heavy run. London has been just cycling. And London's been really good. So fantasy wise, I don't know with Pitts. It's gonna eventually you might get an explosion. Eventually he might get a touchdown on American soil. We'll see. You love that stat, Joe. I love it. It's so good. It's because it's awesome. <laughs> all right. So since we used up all of our time and uh we don't have enough time for rapid fire, uh what we'll do is do you have is there a fantasy football player that's a one hit wonder, your favorite one hit wonder fantasy player? For a season or are we talking about for a game? Up to you. It's your question. You're the one who asked the question. It can't be my question. Just answer the question, Chris. Uh one hit wonder. For me, it'd be Jonas Gray or Peyton Hillis. Jonas Gray for a game, Hillis for a season. So I had both. Just say words. Fine. I had I had JD McKissick almost carry me to a title a couple years ago, and so that was all my like my entire all my starters except like Deshaun Watson got hurt. <laughs> I made it's- some trades and then picked up JD McKissick after uh, uh, Antonio Gibson went down. And he, I was like points away from making the finals, and I pro- I would have won. So JD McKissick, shout shout out to him. Chris is just mad that Brian's not here, so he can't say that's a good one. I'll agree with Brian. Then you stole my lines. <laughs> Brian's right. Brian, say things. <laughs> Do you have one, Nick? No, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Who's the bad Colts tight end? Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle's my one-hit wonder. Jack Doyle carried me to a championship because I just needed a guy at tight end. So I sent like a second-round pick for Jack Doyle, and he came through in the championship That's game. Like eight touchdowns. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite musical one-hit wonder? 
Are we talking musical? Musical? No, like a song. <laughs> Any song? <laughs> what a question! What, musical, what are you musical, talking about? Musical. It's one hit wonder game. Dexy's Midnight Runners. What? What's your walk-up song? If they're calling DJ Jarvis in from the bullpen, what's your song? Oh, it's, it's definitely God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. You're not uh, a trumpets Arct- guy? Arctic Monkeys Falling Back to You. It starts off with a really good drum beat. It's awesome. And the final question is, is there an athlete that watching them play makes you feel like a little kid again? Tyreek last year had that effect on me, or last week had that effect on me. <laughs> I was watching that fourth quarter, and man, oh man, me too. <laughs> I know little, I know little kid things a little further back for you, Chris. But uh... <laughs> wow, Steph Curry every time I'm just like, that's a dumb shot. Oh my god, it went in. So my mine is a little different because this person literally makes me feel like joy as if i was a little kid again because i did watch no 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 no. it's cardinals 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 it's because i did watch this guy as a kid albert pujols any opportunity i get to watch him play right now is is just it gets my heartstrings yeah shout out to him man yeah dj take a bow your guy got 700 it seemed impossible i can what a what a torrid run too man i can i can you know world series wow how much did that cost this was actually a giveaway at a River Bandits game. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a good giveaway. Or um, I, could, I could Super Bowl ring it if you want me to. Wow. He keeps <laughs> it in a case and everything. Jeez, My geez, favorite Pujols stat from this year is that this is Albert Pujols' worst season in a Cardinals uniform when it comes to war. But it's his best season if he was in any other uniform. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, who would have thought that fifty-year-old Albert Pools was going to hit twenty-one bombs? Not uh, even, not even that. The fact that he's hit like fifteen since like August started. Yeah. 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 Usually the home run derby is bad for people, and this guy's like, "Hey, I found how to hit a home run." <laughs> he found his. He. It was like a free throw competition, and he saw some go through. He's like, "Oh, I got my stroke back. We're rolling." I just got to hit a home run every time. That's all anybody cares about. He's been balling, man. Any, Good for any, them. Any game other than your own that you're looking forward to today? Lions-Vikings. I hear that. I'm interested in both of those teams. I think Chris, you they are both that. The fun Lions to watch. Are your team. I know Dan Campbell is my team. I just want as much <laughs> Dan, Dan Campbell as I Motor can City have. Dan. I, I'm interested to see the Packers-Buccaneers game because there's so many questions. Like, how does... How does Green Bay try to stop the run? How does Tampa Bay block them? How does Green Bay's offense work? Because now with Watkins out for a while, uh, that Tampa Bay defense is really good. There's a lot of questions that are going to be answered in that game. So I'm excited to see all the problem solving. That's one of the ones I'm most excited for today. All right. We're only... What we're yeah, only five minutes same thing. Time. Yeah, me for me, it's I, I, it's Dolphins, Bills, Joe. You can't say that Dolphins are your your second team. No, you're right, you're right. But I was just yeah. saying the same thing with the questions are going to be answered today. Because yeah. if the Dolphins actually hang around, then they're for real. Dolphins, Bills. I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Uh, I think that's going to be a good one. I'm like I said earlier. I'm kind of sad uh, that that's during my my team's same time slot. Uh, and... You got YouTube TV, DJ. You just 
down Red Zone, baby. Oh, in sure. all the games. Yeah, Red Zone since, is a free preview this weekend if you don't already have it on since, TV. Since the Chiefs aren't on our local TV, I have to Sunday ticket it. So TJ had to map out his weekend. It's I it's did. Fine. I had to borrow NFL Sunday ticket from a friend just so I could watch the Chiefs today. Someone send D- DJ a small television. Oh, I have a small television. So he can three box it. All right. Well, you know, boys, like I said, we're only five minutes overtime. Much better than the 12 Doug let you guys go. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys all joining us today. We look forward to uh, next week for Chris. Chris. Hey, before we go, thank you to everybody who watched today. And thank yeah. you, everybody who shares the show with friends or tells people about the show that that's huge for us just to get the word out there. The more people we can get to watch, the more of a word we can get out about the toys for tots and our sponsors who are backing us when we're, we're coming through with, with decent numbers, but the more we can build for those people who believed in us before there was any reason to believe in us. That's, that's incredible. And thank you all for watching. Yeah. The two, the two big commercials that we play every week, Clint's calves, uh, they were on board when we had five followers on for fantasy sake. And now that, you know, we're, we're topping that each week, uh, of viewers, uh, we've got, you know, we're nearing a thousand followers on Twitter, over a thousand people on Facebook. Uh, that that's a big deal. Um, remember shop route 96 today, uh, 10% of those purchases. I think Joe, I think you'd look really good in their, in their mom jeans. So you should definitely check those out. Thanks CJ. <laughs> All right. Well, you know we're gonna be we're gonna be rooting on the Dolphins because they're the least threatening team in that game to the Chiefs. So, <laughs> I'm, hits, baby. Nick's recording this so he can remind me that in January. So uh, let let's hope let's hope I don't burn all my Justin Field stock today. Let, <laughs> let's go win some money. Let's win some fantasy leagues uh, this week. Win some fantasy matchups this week. Per, I should say for Nick, for Chris, for Joe. I'm Deej. We're out.